The world is changing fast, but you can learn it at a slower pace. Special English. You're listening to Special English. I'm Tony Reid in Beijing. Here's the news. China's first self-developed cruise ship, Adora Magic City, has undocked in Shanghai after over three years construction. Built by Shanghai Weigaoqiao Shipbuilding under the China State Shipbuilding Corporation, Adora is the largest passenger vessel that China has ever built, weighing over 130,000 tons. The cruise liner has over 25 million components, five times the number needed to build the homemade C919 aircraft. And 13 times for the Fuxing bullet train. The undocking of the homemade large cruise ship will further spur the whole industry. By 2035, cruise ships are expected to contribute almost 550 billion yuan, about 77 billion U.S. dollars. To China's overall economy, 15% of which will come from new shipbuilding and ship maintenance. That's according to Chairman of Bohai Shipyard Group, Hu Defeng. Last year has witnessed an impressive performance in China's shipbuilding sector. It retained the largest share of the global market for the 13th straight year, with six companies ranking among the world's top 10 shipbuilding enterprises. Who says that as market share continues to grow, it is important to optimize product structure, adding that China's ship. Building capacity is mainly concentrated in the low-end field. He notes the success of the first homegrown cruise liner shows the transformation and upgrading of China's shipbuilding industry. A joint statement from five. Chinese ministries also indicates that China should promote the ability of designing and building large cruise ships, forming a local and international collaboration system and a professional supply chain. Shanghai, which houses Asia's largest cruise home port. Aims to build the area into a world-class cruise industry cluster, boasting a fine-tuned industrial system, world-leading high-end manufacturing, as well as concentrated consumption resources by 2035. That is according to a cruise industry development plan. Released by local authorities.
You're listening to Special English. I'm Tony Reed in Beijing. Chinese authorities have released a draft guideline on the punishment of illegal and criminal activities of cyberbullying to solicit public opinion. The draft, jointly issued by the Supreme People's Court, the Supreme People's Procuratorate, and the Ministry of Public Security. Aims to crack down on illegal and criminal cyberbullying activities in accordance with the law, protecting people's rights and interests, and maintaining good internet order. The guideline notes that illegal online behaviors, including online defamation, insults. Infringement upon personal information, offline nuisance, and malicious marketing hype driven by cyberbullying shall be lawfully punished. Illegal and criminal activities of cyberbullying targeting minors and people with disabilities, or involving online trolls, shall be severely punished. Based on the difficulties in identifying the perpetrators and collecting evidence, the draft urges relevant authorities to provide sufficient legal aid for the victims of cyberbullying. This is special English. New Zealand. Is embracing a tourism rebound as more than six hundred thousand visitors will arrive for a Kiwi winter experience, according to the tourism minister. The tourism sector is continuing to strengthen to close to pre-pandemic levels. There were over two hundred and twenty thousand overseas visitor arrivals in April, and airline booking and capacity data estimate more than six hundred thousand visitors are expected to arrive this winter, from June to August. More than eighty-three percent of pre-COVID nineteen. Arrivals in winter 2019, he says. This is great news for the hundred thousand Kiwis directly employed in tourism and their communities around New Zealand who rely on the industry for local jobs and economic growth. The minister says that international visitors spend 3.2 billion New Zealand dollars, some 1.9 billion U.S. dollars, in New Zealand in the first quarter of this year, up from 1.8 billion New Zealand dollars, some 1.1 billion U.S. dollars. In the December quarter, which makes international tourism the country's second highest export this quarter behind dairy exports, 
such as milk powder, butter, and cheese. The minister says the increase in spending by international visitors reflects the larger flow of international visitors for the peak summer holiday season and an increase in holiday makers who spend more per day than the average visitor. He adds that visitor numbers are also buoyed by the increase in flight capacity. In addition, electronic card spending data shows international visitors spent 328 million New Zealand dollars over 200 million U.S. dollars in April, up 25% compared with April 2019. The minister says that the government support will help implement initiatives like a hospitality and tourism accreditation scheme, investments in better education and training, as well as improved opportunities for those who choose tourism as a career. This is Special English. From north to south, east to west, people in China are chasing their dreams and leaving their mark. Want to know how they beat the odds and made a difference? Footprints brings you the true life stories of their journeys. You're listening to Special English. I'm Tony Reed in Beijing. China has commenced the construction of an ultra-high voltage direct current transmission line linking two provincial level regions. That is according to the State Grid Corporation of China. Stretching over 1,600 meters, the electricity transmission project starts in northwest China's Ningxiahui Autonomous Region and ends in the central province of Hunan. It passes through six provincial-level regions across the country. The project has a rated transmission capacity of 8 million kilowatts, with a total investment of 28 billion yuan, about 3.9 billion U.S. dollars. Once completed, this transmission line is estimated to supply electricity of over 36 billion kilowatt hour per year to Hunan, a province with a strong demand for power to sustain its economic growth. Xiang Li, Deputy Director of the Development Department at the State Grid Ningxia Electric Power, says the Ningxia Hunan Power Transmission Project will deliver power generated 
at the bases in the Gobi Desert in Ningxia, including 9 gigawatts of photovoltaic power, 4 gigawatts of wind power, and 4.6 gigawatts of supplementary coal power. Xiang adds the power generated by renewable energy will take up more than half of the total transmission capacity. The project is part of a national plan unveiled last year to develop clean energy, including wind and photovoltaic power, in China's deserts and barren lands, which are mostly located in the northwest parts of the country. China has announced that it will peak carbon dioxide emissions by 2030 and achieve carbon neutrality by 2060. You're listening to Special English. I'm Tony Reid in Beijing. Vietnam expects its coffee exports this year to hit a fresh record high as global production will fall short of demand, resulting in soaring prices amid El Nino-induced extreme weather conditions. That's according to Vietnam News Agency. Fitch Solutions Research Unit BMI says in a report that the now widely expected transition to El Nino conditions in the third quarter of this year has fueled fears of reduced production in Vietnam and Indonesia, both major robusta coffee producers. Other large producers like Brazil and Colombia will also be negatively impacted by drought as well. According to the Food and Agriculture Organization, Vietnam, Indonesia, and Brazil are the largest producers of Robusta. The El Nino weather pattern was likely to form in Vietnam during the last half of the summer, with a 70 to 80 percent chance of the phenomenon persisting into next year. The head of the National Center for Hydro Meteorological Forecast says that El Nino typically suppresses rainfall. Thus, the average rainfall across Vietnam is expected to drop 25 to 50 percent. As coffee prices increased on the prospect of tighter global supplies, Vietnam's coffee exports in May jumped over 28 percent to 418 million U.S. dollars, resulting in overall export earnings in the first five months of the year of over 2 billion U.S. dollars, up 1.3 percent from a year ago. 
That's according to the General Statistics Office. Traders say that the price of the domestic Robusta coffee hit a fresh high in the past three months, up to about 2.6 U.S. dollars per kilogram, and the average prices surged around 44 percent year on year in the Southeast Asian country's largest coffee farming Central Highlands. At the beginning of this month, Robusta Coffee is expected to extend its growth streak in the last half of the year on tighter supplies, as this year's output could drop by 10 to 15 percent from the earlier forecast due to unfavorable weather conditions. That's according to Du Ha Nam, vice president of the Vietnam Coffee Cocoa Association. According to the Vietnamese Ministry of Agriculture and Rural Development, the country's coffee farming covers about seven hundred and ten thousand hectares. Its largest coffee-growing area in the Central Highlands accounts for about 90 percent of the total output. The government's sustainable coffee plan, with a vision towards 2030, indicates that Vietnam, in a bid to adapt to a future when the suitable climate for coffee production will shrink. Aims to review coffee plantation areas, putting a cap on nationwide cultivation at 600,000 hectares, and focusing on high-quality coffee. Data from the Agriculture Ministry shows that last year the country exported 1.7 million tons of coffee. Earning a record high of 3.9 billion U.S. dollars, Vietnam is the world's largest robusta supplier, with production on a steady rise from some 78,000 tons in 1990 to about 1.84 million tons in the 2021 through 2022 season. This is special English. The Hongjianao Wetland Reserve in northwest China's Shanxi Province sees an increase in the number of relict gull nests this year, with a total of nearly five thousand nests, up by two hundred and ten compared to last year. It is estimated that the total population of adult and newborn birds will reach twenty-three thousand this year. The relict gull is classified as vulnerable on the red list of the International Union for Conservation of Nature, and is under first-class state protection in China. From April to June each year, 
a large number of relict gulls migrate to this area to nest and breed on the lake's islands. Back in 2012, the species population experienced a significant decline due to the loss of island area in the lake. In 2015, the number of relict gull nests dropped to 2,000. In recent years, thanks to ongoing ecological restoration efforts and strict management, the island's area has been increasing, attracting more relict gulls to breed in this area. You're listening to Special English. I'm Tony Reed in Beijing. That's the end of this edition of Special English. To recap, I'm going to read one of the news items again at normal speed. Please listen carefully. Vietnam expects its coffee exports this year to hit a fresh record high as global production will fall short of demand, resulting in soaring prices amid El Nino-induced extreme weather conditions. That's according to Vietnam News Agency. Fitch Solutions Research Unit BMI says in a report that the now widely expected transition to El Nino conditions in the third quarter of this year has fueled fears of reduced production in Vietnam and Indonesia, both major robusta coffee producers. Other large producers like Brazil and Colombia will also be negatively impacted by drought as well. According to the Food and Agriculture Organization, Vietnam, Indonesia, and Brazil are the largest producers of Robusta. The El Nino weather pattern was likely to form in Vietnam during the last half of the summer, with a 70-80% to 80% chance of the phenomenon persisting into next year. The head of the National Center for Hydrometeorological Forecast says that El Nino typically suppresses rainfall. Thus, the average rainfall across Vietnam is expected to drop 25-50%. to 50%. As coffee prices increased on the prospect of tighter global supplies, Vietnam's coffee exports in May jumped over 28% to $418 million U.S. million, resulting in overall export earnings in the first five months of the year of over $2 billion, U.S. up 1.3% from a year ago. That's according to the General Statistics Office. Traders say that the price of the domestic Robusta coffee hit a fresh high in the past three months up to about $2.6 US dollars per kilogram, and the average prices surged around 44% year-on-year in the Southeast Asian country's largest coffee farming Central Highlands at the beginning of this month. Robusta coffee is expected to extend its growth streak in the last half of the year on tighter supplies as this year's output could drop by 10-15% to 15 from the earlier forecast due to unfavorable weather conditions. That's according to Du Ha Nam, vice president of the Vietnam Coffee Cocoa Association. According to the Vietnamese Ministry of Agriculture and Rural Development, the country's coffee farming covers about 710,000 hectares. Its largest coffee growing area in the Central Highlands accounts for about 90% of the total output. The government's sustainable coffee plan with a vision towards 2030 indicates that Vietnam in a bid to adapt to a future when the suitable climate for coffee production will shrink, aims to review coffee plantation areas putting a cap on nationwide cultivation at 600,000 hectares and focusing on high-quality coffee. Data from the Agriculture Ministry shows that last year the country exported 1.7 million tons of coffee, 
earning a record high of 3.9 billion U.S. dollars. Vietnam is the world's largest Robusta supplier, with production on a steady rise from some 78,000 tons in 1990 to about 1.84 million tons in the 2021 through 2022 season. This is the end of today's program. I'm Tony Reed in Beijing, and I hope you'll join us every day to learn English at a slower pace. Thank you.